Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report, of course, is a member of the Believe podcast family. That is B-L-E-A-V. That is the name of this podcast network that this podcast is on, and that is why the title of this podcast reads as believe in the comedy bureau field reports still does i still wouldn't name it that but it still reads that and um you know if more listeners listen to this maybe we would have our own name that i wanted um but you know that's to be discussed at a later date and we were very grateful to be on the blue podcast network thank you very much on to this week's wondrous guest uh, a uh, an EP on Barry and Silicon Valley, but also the editor of a very grand book that just came out. Notes from the Bathroom Line. Please give it up for Amy Solomon, everybody. Yay! I'm not an EP. I don't want to claim okay. that. I'm just a producer. Okay. But you're fine. Okay. Producer. <laughs> She's a producer. <laughs> Already <laughs> off to a great start. Correct. Oh my God, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. Someday. Does Alec listen to a lot of podcasts? And absolutely no. <laughs> you never hear. It doesn't strike me as uh, somebody who does. I think it's mostly he. Well, maybe he does, but he could not be more tired of hearing my voice. So definitely would never <laughs> listen to me on one. <laughs> oh, the relationship between uh, show runners or show creators and their writers uh, slash is so great. Yeah. I was at uh, a, a while ago, a, a panel with uh, everybody from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. And Mike Schur, um, as he was goaded to answer this uh, question, uh, he had to explain that um, because of how close Jen Statsky and Megan Amram are, uh-huh. he, he had to sit them apart. I know, he had to separate them. That's amazing. Because <laughs> he could not handle them on his own. <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, they, that is such an amazing group of people. Yeah, I worked for Alec for seven years. So I think Damn. he's like, I just do not need to hear her. <laughs> I just, I, I there's a, there's a, uh, a slated amount of time I have to deal with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's good. not in my free time. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that is Alec Berg. We're talking about everybody, just in case you didn't know. It's not like I'm friends with him. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, Amy, how is it going? How's quarantine been? Where are you quarantined at? I'm in LA. Um, I've been here the whole time. We thought about driving. I grew up in Chicago um, and my grandparents lived in Indiana. And we thought about driving to Indiana for a while because it was like, it was, it's a house on the lake near no one. So it like sounded better. And then it got so bad there that they shut the lake down. Like you couldn't go down to the beach or anything. Damn. So we we're like, we're not driving to Indiana, not be able to go to the lake. <laughs> right. So we've been here the whole time. Um, thank God, though, you're in L.A. I, I have also not left. Yeah, yeah. The access yeah. to nature is like, oh, my God, it's made me so grateful to be yeah. here. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. So I've been here. Lots of hiking. So much hiking. I have two dogs. So oh, like, there you go. We've explored the hell out of the greater Los Angeles area. Angeles National Forest. I know a lot of routes now. Right, right. I used to only like hiking 
to where there are vintage stores. That mm-hmm. was my <laughs> preference. Yeah. Mostly it's like, I am a city slicker through and through. Uh, I can handle nature, sure. But um, I just don't like being in places that I can't leave after four hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we haven't gone. I'm, I'm very similar. I will say getting the dogs like sad, like seeing how happy they are on like a new hike with new right. exploration. Right. It just adds a whole layer to it. Right. If I, if it was just me alone, I don't think I'd be doing that so much, Right. but um, it's fun with the dogs. You got a favorite hike or a favorite hikes? Ooh, you know what, where we love, there's this group. Okay. In La Cañada, there is this really, really lovely hike. Oh, I got to look up the name. Do you use the app All Trails? Have you ever used that? My friend who got me into hiking uses All Trails. And it's thus I awesome. use All Trails. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. And you can like save it and you can record the hike and like send right. it to people easily. I So that's how we've discovered a ton of them. Right. Here, I'm trying to find you that. But I just love... Um, this one in La Cañada that's like this two mile loop, but you can kind of customize it and make it longer or shorter. And oh, it's cool. so pretty. I will say we've spent a lot of time in La Cañada over the- <laughs> <laughs> not somewhere I used to spend a lot of time. Ugh, I right. can't find it right now. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll find it at some point, it's but, okay. um, that one's awesome. And then we did, uh, we took the dogs to snow in Idlewild over new year's. Um, and that was so fun. Dogs in snow is like the cutest thing in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's oh, I, okay. Here's what it's called. It's called, okay. It's like this combo of them, but it's called forest hill, Liz's and owl. It's like all these like things together. But if you look up like Liz's loop in La Cañada, right. so good. Cool. There you go. We'll check that out. Yeah. I, I, again, didn't used to hike, but then a friend of mine who also got me into Buddhist chanting and I'm not a Buddhist, but I enjoy it uh it, we go hiking every now and again but i've like gotten to go to was it milford canyon oh yeah that's that awesome was, that was really great with seeing i love seeing water on hikes yeah there's yeah. one by the by the jpl that's mm-hmm. called the gabrielino trail have you been there i have not that's awesome that is like really long we've never made it to the end because i think the dogs would collapse right. but um it's like an out and back and it ends at a at a um mm-hmm waterfall and then all throughout there's like a creek it's awesome right Right. that one's really good um this is how i'm going to tie this to comedy i bet (laughs) there will be a comedy show hikes as totally as as things roll back i mean there was a thing called um squat milk do you know what that is no no you remember the meltdown with Jonah and Camille yeah yeah yeah. of course okay so that would took place in nerd melt inside of meltdown comics and then um, Nerd Melt ended. Yeah, and then, and then burned Melt- out. In Meltdown Comics, uh, sold the place. And now that whole block has been raised. Crazy. But um, when Nerd Melt ended, uh, there were a lot of people uh, who were very saddened uh, yes. by that. And uh, one comedian named Howard Kramer uh, decided to do to keep the spirit alive and do a comedy show in the back alley slash parking lot <laughs> with no permits at all. Um, just bringing literally the setup that people use for outdoor shows now, just like yeah, a yeah. speaker and a microphone. Yeah. And then people would just sit next to this um, shipping container. Amazing. And they would just do a stand-up show every Wednesday around the same time. Amazing. Um, they got kicked out. No surprise. <laughs> I, it took them a couple months, but they eventually got kicked out. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then they went to the Steve Allen Theater, which you might which be... Which is, you know, it's in Barrie. Yes, it is. That's the, the well, we ended up building it on a stage, but we right. used that one. Now it's gone. It's now it's gone. But that's the point. It's like they went to, because the Steve Allen Theater used to house one of my favorite weekly shows, still happening, uh, The Tomorrow Show with Ron Lynch every Saturday. Where is that now? So now it's on Instagram Live. Oh, cool. But before the pandemic, it was at Larry Hyperion. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I used to go to that when I first moved to LA a bunch. Yeah, yeah. it was it was great. Um, I went to it like every Saturday um, for like two years, and then even though I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of an insomniac. I did want to get some sleep at some point. Yeah. It wasn't at like midnight. It was at. <laughs> it horrible. said it was at midnight, and then it would start at twelve thirty, and then <clears throat> Ron would see it. Oh, it's two, and the show would still be happening. I can't do that anymore. I'm so incapable. Yeah. And then, you know, inevitably it's a comedy show. So we go to like Red 62 or House of the Pies. Yeah. Crazy. I used to watch, you know, like I used to be so capable of that. I used to go to Del Close Marathon and like stay up all night in New York. Yeah, you did. I can't even fathom it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Crazy. Maybe. I mean, well, I would you you think you'll have enough energy like when things can open up in earnest? You're like, I'm so excited to be part of life again. Just like I think no. Or- <laughs> 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 no. I think that's something I kind of I mean, I'm out and out an extrovert, so that's just me in general. But like I do think there are gonna be there's gonna be a pretty noticeable contingent of people that are like gonna go outside, gonna go to like a party, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember why I didn't like this. And yes, <laughs> just yes. like go back home. <laughs> A hundred percent. I just, I, I don't know. I've gotten so into the routine of like, we walk the dogs, we get in bed at like 10. It's like a very like, yeah. So I don't know how much energy I'm going to have. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Boy. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I mean, I think there will be initial excitement just to see people. That For sure. See, see. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um anyways that show just kept going it it then became a hike because they kept getting kicked out of places amazing so they started just walking around los files and just like people would stop they would have the show stop and then somebody would do a set and then they had to walk to another point so people could do another set amazing so yeah i mean it ended up being like actually a hike as you did a comedy show amazing i I would go. I would go on a pretty hype comedy show. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they right before the pandemic started, uh, it was happening at Echo Park. So it will not be happening there because mm, as yeah. we all know, it's fenced off because the city of LA does not care about uh, unhoused people. Yeah. Yeah. That's very sad. It's horrific. Mm-hmm. I drove by the mm-hmm. other day, yeah. like a- after the sort of what what are we calling it like mass evacuate like what is the like most uh, negative way to put it of what they did oh yeah For, yeah. yeah forced displacement forced displacement yeah, yeah yeah i drove by after and it was so bizarre right did you see the tweet of a, a quote from someone living in there like when they were still in there before they had been displaced but the place had been fenced off and they were like it's like living in an open air like auschwitz right it's like absurd i mean absolutely insane. absurd and then I saw somebody tweet a picture of like uh, two LAPD officers going on one of the on the boats. on the swan boat. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean it, it is believable, but it was so right. crazy. Yeah, insane. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's it just keeps piling on and piling on. But you have, I mean, all of that said, there's got to be so much excitement you have for this book and so much work that you put into it, and now it's finally out. Um, I mean, what do you? I mean, how do you feel about it now? Now that it you get to share it with the world finally. Good. I mean, it's like, I definitely is a great moment for a big old comedy book. You know, I mean, not that I think there's ever really a bad moment for that. It definitely Mm -hmm. felt energy wise, like, oh yeah, people are willing to receive a light fun. There's, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's more serious elements of the book, but ultimately it's a comedy book. So it just is like, oh yeah, this is the kind of energy to put out into the world right now. So that was good. Um, it's definitely hard not to get to like do a bookstore event or like, mm-hmm. you know, though I will say the silver lining of we did a couple of, um, you know, like the Zoom type comedy events through bookstores right. and um, like you do get to get gals who wouldn't ordinarily be able to make it, you know, right. um, so that is big. To, I, I've seen people talking about this a bit, but I hope things continue to stream once right. they go back in person, you know, yeah, like. Yeah. I hope we can connect to stuff that's not just in our city. Um, but yeah, it's good. I'm in a weird place like where it came out three weeks ago and I'm like, is it over? <laughs> <laughs> do, I have to still, do I have to still keep doing this? Yeah, I just feel like I've got to say like the, especially in a time where I haven't been talking to people or putting makeup on or dressing right. up or anything to like the week before I started posting a bunch of videos kind of like explaining the book and how it mm. came to be and like that kind of stuff. And like, right. I had like forgotten to put how to put makeup on. And <laughs> like, I had like, I could, did not know how to put clothes on anymore. Like the whole mm. thing was just bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like such a broken record. Like right. just, yeah, I feel crazy. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I mean, my, I keep half joking to my roommate that like, She's going to have to like take probably a day or a week crash course, maybe with me of like, you okay, so you can't just say like, hey, fuck face to everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not acceptable in yeah, yeah. polite society. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's wild. I have, I mean, it's, this is not a uh, unique opinion by any means, but like uh-huh. I have a lot of anxiety about reentering the world. <laughs> I just feel crazy. Like I actually, you know, the one piece of like social engagement I've continued to have is I take my dogs to the dog park Mm because it's a very easy place to like be in your mask, not near anyone. And, but sometimes you're standing, you know, 10 feet away from someone. They're like, your dog's cute. And I'm like, your dog's cute. And that is the only thing I know how to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I can talk about dogs forever, but I won't always have them with me. And that's what I'm scared for. Sure. I think you just need to now get a bunch of um, dog branded apparel then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My boyfriend's mom for my birthday or Hanukkah got me a hat that says dog mom. And it is <laughs> like one of those like super, you know, like a mm-hmm. gift shop, like very basic hat, yeah. like glitter yeah. writing. And it is. Yeah. Oh baby. I don't know that I'm going to wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> But did you feel seen with that I, hat? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my primary identifier, dog mom, for sure. Oh, that's wonderful. It's a wonderful yeah. thing to be a dog mom. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, I get it that it, you know, is probably located next to a, uh, 
nightstand sort of like ornamental thing that says live laugh love but... yeah 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 100 <laughs> oh god it was so it was very sweet of her it's very sweet yeah but uh you know it'll we'll just like we got through all of this totally we'll 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 get through that totally yeah sure. i i remember i don't know if you watched any live stream comedy when like um the, the world went on lockdown but you know mm-hmm. people had it was a grace period of you know comedians having to learn twitch and totally you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah everything yeah yeah for sure my best friend is this gal Catherine cohen who's a new york comedian Love um, Catherine cohen. she's amazing and yeah. she uh yeah because she started doing the instagram live shows and then Over they experimented cabaret, cabaret yeah yeah and then they experimented doing it like her live from club coming but stream like i have watched her go through every possible platform in the right. world right yeah you know who did a really good job is dynasty typewriter right they like those i don't know what it goes on youtube live or whatever but yeah. they did a good job yeah, yeah. they well they they were starting to have things shot at their place. Yeah. Um, in like months leading up to lockdown. In fact, the New York Times named Eddie Pepitone's latest special as the funniest comedy special of 2020 that was shot in Dynasty Time. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Does Conan still shoot at Largo? To my knowledge, yes. Yeah. Uh, bizarre. I, ha- I haven't checked in because yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. late night is uh, all the segments are just like, it's either they're going to talk about COVID or they're going to really try hard not to. I know, I know. I just posted a thing to my Instagram close friends about, it was like Conan's podcast had Seth Meyers on this week. Right. And it was like, this is just a big old search, circle jerk. Like you can't get a <laughs> Like I know Conan has people that are not Seth Meyers on, but it's yeah. just like, you can't, you can't have all those white male late night talk show hosts just hosting each other. Like that's no. insane. No. Ugh, yeah. So I mean, you might as well just like record you guys having cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what it is at this point. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's so wild. I, yeah. I watched some dynasty typewriter. I watched, uh, I watched hot tub did a good job of their I think hot tub does a great job. Yeah, totally. It's amazing the way people have adapted. Yeah. Oh, and they've really, really, it's either they've figured out something that will work with uh, the janky formats that were, are afforded to us, or they've really tweaked it yeah. to where like Zoom can be fun. Zoom can be fun. I, I you know, it, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast hopefully knows that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I have my Zoom book club tonight. I can't wait. Oh, what is that? I'm just my book club. I don't know how long you've been doing it for. Two years, three years. So we have uh, our, our book club tonight and uh, uh, we've done it all on Zoom this year. And it's a blast. Right. <laughs> Any big differences? No snacks. You know, right. it's usually like a potluck mm-hmm. vibe. And then right. usually you kind of like hang after. Right. And then when you finish discussing on Zoom, it's kind of like, okay bye you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird but yeah no it's fun that's fun i i remember i got invited to a cocktail or maybe a month into the pandemic and that was weird yeah 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 yeah. people have uh the early stuff is embarrassing if you look back those like socialized we used to play a lot of quiplash over zoom right which is really fun but you know we've gotten much better at that (laughs) so funny yeah um, anyways, I would like to hear more about uh, notes from the bathroom line, but let us get to some comedy news. Cool. 
Uh, great. So starting off, um, season five of Rick and Morty is going to premiere on June 20th. That's a Sunday on Adult Swim at 11 p.m. And as it is probably currently the top at the top of the mountain of adult animated comedy, maybe, would you say that it is? I've never seen it. Hey, look at that. Is that crazy? Is that really bad? No, I mean- There's I've too never, much stuff. It's too I haven't hard. watched Breaking Bad. Is that crazy? No, you're fair. It, I would never judge anyone ever. Right. There's yeah. so much stuff, guys. Yeah. There's so much stuff and there's more stuff that's coming out. And oh my God, like the studios and networks have just been hoarding all movies specifically. I know. And that's going to be, be a, crazy. There's going to be a bunch that come out. When... Also, they all developed so much animation this year because it was really the only thing you could do. Right. Safely. So the amount right. of animation coming... Is right. insane. Wait, are you are you working on an animated? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <Okay>. I, <feel laughs> I like that. Mean, you're killing yourself. Well, no, no. I just mean I know so many people have sold animated stuff this year. Like, there's oh, right. a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I I thought yeah, it was like I thought Tuca and Birdie was over, and then it it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. I loved uh, Tuca and Birdie. Tuca and Birdie's great. So good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy. I don't know. Well, the reason we don't do animation is because we work with Mike Judge, and it's hard to be like. Mike Judge, we're gonna try some too. Like he's, he's <laughs> the king of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have but, a new Beavis and Butthead series, right? Is he and really involved movie. with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's super involved. Um, yeah. so I'm so excited about that. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, not to shit on Rick and Morty. I've never seen it, but no, 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 no. June twentieth. No. <laughs> June twentieth. It's not. <laughs> also, I I feel like the your attitude about it is probably more agreeable than a lot of people's <laughs> feelings about the diehard Rick and Morty fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the people that got angry about the Szechuan sauce with- Oh, yeah. You yeah. Even you you know about that and you don't watch the show. Yeah, well, that's probably because I'm on Twitter too much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just speaks to volumes about the how, how popular the show is and how yeah. Yeah, the fan base that it's got. Anyways, a big, to that point, um, not only are they have they uh, earmarked June 20th as the uh, season five premiere date, but they are calling it Rick and Morty Day. <laughs> Which is, why not? Why, yeah. why not? Uh, I don't know about you, Amy, but I check out um, uh, the, every dumb sort of made up holiday that exists every day. <laughs> and uh, oh my God, it's like every food you've ever imagined has its own yeah. day. Yeah, yeah um or you if you want a very depressing holiday just go to the un the un has like some sort of awareness day for whatever whether it's torture journalists or traffic children or just you know solidarity with people of color like that's like they got a lot of them none of it means anything anymore no of course not so it's fine that there's a Rick and Morty day. I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, always like, do they get to choose? Like, who gets to choose? Like, that's I mean, not a UN holiday. No, it's not a UN. Actually, <laughs> there is a website called, I think, National Day Calendar or something like that. 
and you could just read it. I mean, it's part of their SEO sort of yeah. scheme, but you can register to create a profile and then mm. you just create a holiday through their site. <laughs> and like a lot, I, I will say, I mean, this rabbit hole goes deep. I, I can't wait for a Netflix documentary on this, but uh, <laughs> there is this like greeting card company that just makes up these holidays so yeah, they can yeah. like have cards to sell people. Yeah, yeah. There's constantly... It always feels like it's either National Dog Day, Adopt a Dog Day, Puppy Day. Like there's always a dog one. Right. That's mostly what I follow on Instagram. So it's always <laughs> some sort of dog one. <laughs> so would you say that there are like 52 dog appreciation days, one for each week of the year? Seemingly. It's like always a different one. It's insane. Right. Now, do you do you observe them all? No, no, no. Every day is dog day to me. So we can't Aww. really designate <laughs> Correct attitude. Just like Valentine's Day, you should always love your significant other. Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that'll be Rick and Morty Day, so look out for that. Um, You know, the idea of comedy festivals is still something that is being pondered upon at this time because, you know, that not only does live comedy involve people gathering, but a comedy festival would involve a bunch of people gathering for a bunch of things over a long period of time. So um, if anybody has saw, was part of the South by Southwest online um, that happened two weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, that was sort of an interesting hybrid of live stream and virtual. Uh, they had shows that were pre-taped exclusively at like Dynasty Typewriters, Annie's in Chicago, Gotham Comedy Club. But they were like done live in person with like basically just the crew that was there. Hmm. And then, um, I mean, that's what a lot of festivals are trying to plan. Like, so JFL Montreal. Oh yeah, that's summer, right? That is in the summer. Uh, And they're they're planning on going forward. And last year they did it all virtual, which meant there were no new faces. No one got new faces for stand-up last year. It was all just this sort of virtual Zoom presentation of uh, creators. There's a new faces creators category, which is basically mm-hmm. people who just make short films and sketches. Uh, but this year they're going to do a hybrid. And I, I don't know uh, what their audience capacity thing is going to be, but like they're going to have like stand-ups and they're going to perform in a place, I think. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the Canadian government is willing to let mm-hmm. happen. My uncle lives in Toronto and it's wild. Yeah, I, I have a friend uh, who she was based out here in LA as a podcast producer, but she went home to, to Toronto and uh, she says it's wild up there as well. There's uh, people are not taking it seriously. Yeah, but then on the other hand, it's like, so my uncle was in New York and then he flew back to Toronto and then like they come to his building and check that he hasn't left. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think if the, I mean, the travel, I think, is extremely highly regulated. So I don't know how many people that let in. It'll be interesting to see. I love JFL. Have you been? I have been once. Yeah. And then I, oh, go on. It's just so beautiful. Montreal is amazing. Yeah. Montreal is an amazing city. And as a city that um, it it gets so cold, yeah. uh, They do appreciate their outside time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it is very, very lively. I remember when I went, there were all these like lines like with velvet rope um, to get into like places. I'm like, oh, is this like a festival event? And they're like, no, 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 no. This is just like 
Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, we went once because Alec and Mike Judge were getting like a Comedy Writers of the Year award or something nice like that. And we went like we had an evening and we just went from restaurant to restaurant and we ate the most meat and cheese anyone's ever eaten because every place is just like, here's a charcuterie board. Here's a charcuterie board. Here's a... It was unbelievable. Damn. <laughs> it was amazing. It was... And then you had to have the smoked meat. You got to. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to the charcuterie. That's what that's Mike Judge's dream. So it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, there's no telling whether the, that's going to happen this year. Yeah. Like that. But you know, maybe next year, or maybe, maybe they'll do a thing where, you know, they'll use uh, dry ice and they'll send meat and cheeses through the, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they could have it. That is, that is the thing that actually happened. Um, I forget what it was for. HBO sent me this like pre-made cocktail mix for mm-hmm. like a, like some standup. Oh, it was all the, the, the releases of like the team Coco and HBO max comedy specials. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they just wanted me to enjoy it instead of like having an in-person premiere event. Yeah, like to get toasted while yeah. streaming the specials, which is like, okay, am I supposed to like take a picture of me sloshed? Yeah, and post yeah. it online. I know that whole thing of sending like a box, hoping people will post, is such a weird game of it. You know, yeah, it's interesting. We've never, we're not usually those shows. Like, what do you send for Barry? I, also, we haven't had a season come out in you know COVID, but it's just like it's. There are shows that are more suited to that than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, everything that potentially you could send with Barry might be too morbid. Yeah. <laughs> At the premiere, they made like these copies of Cousineau's book, mm-hmm. um, and that were that were like, uh, you know, when you open a book and it's not actually a book, there's like a storage space. That was like the giveaway, which was very cute. Yeah, um, very- Mine's in my office that I haven't been to in a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I will say, to bring things full circle, um, one of the fun things they had at Dynasty Typewriter was Gene Cousineau's book. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, just like where you buy popcorn, they just had like all these Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. That was great. That's that so great. fun. Yeah. But uh, another festival that is going to do a hybrid um, format is the Asian Comedy Festival. Uh, they debuted last year um, and are having the second year, uh, you know, well, it was based out of New York. Now it's going to be virtual. And they're just going to do this sort of one day or one night exclusive event uh, on May 27th. That'll be a stand-up live taping. Um, you know, <laughs> here's the thing, guys. In big cities, co- comedy shows are still technically illegal, but just no one's enforcing any of it. Yeah. So, uh, well, whatever. I'm sure it'll be, they'll be fine. I think, I, I, I don't know about transmitting the virus, but um, they're going to have a live stand-up showcase, but then they're going to uh, have a showcase of um, selected Pan-Asian uh, content creators through a new app called Rizzle that is supposed to be like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they made some exclusive deal, but um, that is there uh, is information um, at Asian Comedy Fest on Instagram. If you're interested in that, the uh, deadline is on April 19th. Um, you know, what a timely, I mean, you know, diversity and inclusion is always important, but how timely for um, raising uh, the profile of Asian voices in comedy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yep. 
Um, and thanks for you had you had in notes from Bathalan. There's Atsuko. Was Jenny Yang in it? I didn't know Jenny Yang. No, it's. I mean, there's so many amazing Mary Sohn, Tian yep. Tran. Right. Oh, I like whenever I have to think of names on the spot. I'm like, um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's so like the hard. Billy on the Street thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alex Songsha, who's so funny. Mm-hmm. Karen Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, Margaret Cho, of course. Oh, I mean, course, to not say her first is absurd. Right. Um, I mean, so many. Kathy Liu, who's a good friend of mine, who's an amazing writer. Yeah, tons. Tons. Tons, tons. guys. Tons. Tons. <laughs> tons. You, I mean, it, it, you know, it, there are obvious reasons why perhaps if you read a whole list of Asian comedians, you're like, wait, what? But they're all great. And you yes. go uh, look at them and watch them. Um, so that is the Asian Comedy Festival. It will be coming up in May and you'll be able to stream the whole thing. But um, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll look at details to see what the live stand showcase is. Um, and I think the last... Yeah, I think the last story I want to cover today before we get to more on what you've been up to, Amy, this is, I mean, interesting, and like, especially as somebody who has anxiety about going back into the world, uh, I'd be interested in your take on. So uh, there is an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants that is getting pulled because it has a storyline that deals with quarantine. Uh, Essentially, the network saying, too soon. Yeah. That's fascinating to me, but, but, but like, because they definitely wrote it in the last year. Yeah, absolutely. So they, it got completely produced and now they're pulling it. Yeah. Like, that's I guess, bizarre. I, that's bizarre. I would, there's like, I guess shelving it for another time. Yeah. But like when, when you get the script in before they animate the entire thing, wouldn't you be like too soon? Right. Oh, well, I bet it was written and produced at a time where they're like, well, okay, so maybe it'll be over. By the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's not over. Yeah, I I didn't, I think pulling it, thinking people are too sensitive to it is strange because like we're living it. Like it's like, it's not like it's, it's not like SpongeBob is realer than our day to day. (laughs) I I hope not. I hope it's not going to get a gritty (laughs) reboot at DC or something. There's like a horrifying real life version of SpongeBob. <laughs> but I also don't want to watch stuff about it. So I get that. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird. I do think, you remember when like, I mean, in the first couple of months of lockdown, there was 1 million deadline articles about shows going forward about right. quarantine life. And none of those happened. No. Like no. everyone was just like, no, no one wants to watch that. Right. And then the few that did, or the shows that were already around and tried, it was yeah. very bad. Yeah. 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 So no one wants to watch it, but I don't know that it needs to be like a big deal that they pulled it. You know, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. You know, what's interesting is there is an episode of Bob's Burgers from this latest season that isn't. So there's like a something that's like, like a virus. Like it, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily do quarantine or mention the word pandemic at all. Mm-hmm. But like, um, it is very much like, oh no, Gene is going to get everybody infected, mm-hmm. and they didn't pull that. Yeah, yeah, and I, just, I guess different, yeah, audience than SpongeBob. Like, right. if they're not trying to freak kids out, right? I don't know. I don't I'd be interested. Well, yeah, I don't really want to interview a kid, but I <laughs> would be curious about their whole 
like because this has to be so surreal for them because they didn't have any reference for life before this yeah yeah i know so many people who's so many people whose kids don't remember school you know like they were going to school but they were at such a young age that they got pulled out and now they don't remember you know which is so bizarre my boyfriend's sister had a baby and she is very scared of groups of people. Right. Like she's like, we, like her grandparents are now vaccinated and she had like a bunch of people over for lunch one day, like six people. And the baby was like, this is too much. <laughs> it's crazy. So if you want to interview that baby, I'm sure she'd be fascinating. <laughs> you know, I might be up for that. I might be up for that. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That absolutely is. But I just, I, you know, no matter what the topic is, the debate of too soon will never end. I mean, it's just like a individual case to case thing, but I wonder, as it's something like, I I mean, pretty much all of us have never gone through a thing where the entire globe went through it. Yeah. Yeah. So that is an interesting debate to me as to like, I mean, obviously, I mean, I've heard COVID jokes from day one. Yeah. uh, But how good are they going to be or how good would they ever get what uh, what audiences if they would ever be when would they be receptive how receptive would they be i know pondering it's interesting because it's i don't think anything i just also think historically from anything you need some distance right like i thought a lot of those you know remember when there was every form of art in the world about the theranos the elizabeth holmes thing oh yeah 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 like podcast tv show documentary another podcast whatever and it's like this just happened <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> like let's was... give it a second oh you yeah. know yeah so i think i always think some time to digest is good but then the problem is someone wants to be the first one to do it so then everybody jumps in Ugh, it's just crazy yeah even more so than that like the wall street bets thing like, yes they're already the story's already sold i know i know it's insane it's insane yeah, you have no historical context when it's that fast. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, and there's just like a skeleton formula to just put it out first. Yeah. 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 I it it drives me crazy. Like the the Theranos thing drove me crazy because I listened to the mm-hmm. Okay, the first was the book Bad right. Blood, which is such a good book. Right. And then there was a podcast, I forget what it was called, but it was also really well done. And then the dollop? I I don't know. Okay, because I heard about Elizabeth Theranos through the dog. Which is yeah, 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 yeah. I forget which one, but there was a whole podcast series about the whole thing, whatever. Oh, okay, okay. And then they were, and then they made the HBO documentary, which right. didn't say anything new at yeah. all. Of course. And then, did. and then they were. Did they ever make the Kate McKinnon show where she was going to play her? No. So Kate just got pulled. And is it Amanda, someone else? Amanda Seyfried's going to play Elizabeth. Wow, interesting. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I don't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Amanda Seyfried actually, but I don't. I don't. I'm done with that. I'm done with Theranos. I'm right. good. Thank you. I think specifically for Amy, Amanda Seyfried, she would want to. You would want to see Amanda Seyfried play with her dog. Yeah. <laughs> I she do loves love dogs. She loves I know dogs. she does. I know. I really love her. I thought she she was the best part of Mink to me. Right. Um, she's so good. But uh, no, she we're did. done with Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, we are. I actually Amanda Seyfried's like one of my favorite guests on Late Night who aren't who's not a comedian. Yeah, just so herself. Totally on Late Night. Totally. No matter. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, she's awesome. 
Well, all that said, I mean, I, um, wait, is Lori Kilmartin in Notes from the Bath Point? She's Bath not, but I love her. The She's problem great. is that, I mean, this is such a testament to women in comedy. Mm-hmm. There's 150 is like not nearly enough. Like no. I didn't <laughs> capture nearly everyone. There's so right. many people that I'm like, I wish they were in it. So no right. Lori, but I love her. Yeah, but so Lori, she had, had monologue writer at Conan and great, yeah. great stand-up. She, her mother passed away from yeah. COVID. Yeah. And she, I, I, I've watched plenty of virtual comedy and when it felt safer in the fall, I went to some outdoor shows, but like people are rusty yeah. and their COVID jokes are not good. Yeah. But Lori, I mean, I think this is like the back and forth about like being too soon, but she used it, she uses humor to process stuff. Yeah. Um, she said, yeah, my mom passed away from COVID, but she's a Trump supporter. So they counted it as a suicide. <laughs> Which is so great. <laughs> I actually went to her taping of her special about her dad's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jokes about my dead dad. Go watch Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So good. Um, Yeah, she's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. If any, like, some things are too soon, but also we need comedy to process them. So who knows? Right. That was like, do you remember when Larry David got a bunch of flack for talking about um the Holocaust in his SNL monologue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, you know, uh, I mean, not that I had a different stance because of this, but I just happened to go to a solo show of someone who was the grandchild of like a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. And like, they they were sharing how like their parent, like his grandfather met his wife in the camps mm-hmm. and they would joke around. Cause yeah. it's like, well, there's nothing left. Yeah, yeah. You gotta cope. I think if we're not going to let Jews joke about the Holocaust, we have a problem. Is there anyone <laughs> Jewier than Larry David? Like he's allowed. He's allowed. He's allowed. He's allowed. He's allowed. And if you don't want to hear it, you don't need to listen. That's yeah. okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so if they, hard. But he's the king of the Jews. He's like, <laughs> I just, it's okay to me. Not even, I mean, it, I almost want to say self-appointed, but I don't think Larry would want him to yeah. appoint himself. He's I don't just know. like, I guess. I don't. <laughs> Thanks for asking, but. Mm. So funny. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's it for uh, news stories this week. Um, more on notes from the bathroom line. Please tell me what what sparked this idea like, wh- how did it come to sort of form gestate? How'd you go about, I mean, tell me everything. Yeah, so there is a book from the 70s called Titters, which is, the f- it's called The First Collection of Humor by Women. And it has mm-hmm. a ton of amazing women in it um, from 1976. And so- my idol Gilda Radner was in it. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, I bought anything and everything Gilda ever was a part of um, on eBay. And so I found <laughs> this book and it's her and Lorraine Newman and Candace Bergen and Phyllis right. Diller and like so many more. Right. And so there was just never another collection of humor writing by women since 1976. Really? Um, yeah. Just oh nothing. God. Like there's a book about like the history of women in comedy, but there's nothing. I mean, I I do think it has something to do with this sort of groundswell of like Tina Fey did bossy pants, which was amazing. And then everyone kind of wanted their bossy pants, you know, like 
Amy Poehler did hers and Amy Schumer had a book. And, and I think Mindy did too. Mindy, Mindy has like multiple, I think. And then all these like Amazon essays now because the right. um the book was always competing with them in the amazon rankings and i was like that's an essay not a book <laughs> um, <laughs> um fair, fair. but uh yeah so then it just i was kind of like we it's so magical to have them all in one place you know and like something that is so cool about titters is it's very much a time capsule like you really i mean i wasn't alive in 1976 i don't know a lot of the references but you get such a sense of what they were talking about and worrying about and joking about and blah blah so that's what I wanted to do and I have this amazing job where I get to meet funny women all the time and so I felt like oh I know enough that I can start this and then ask them to connect me to other people and sort of like expand this web um so yeah it ended up with 150 and it's not nearly everybody (laughs) no it's not and uh, some of them include, because we talked about this, and I'm not going to name every one of them, but there's so many great. Ashling B, oh my gosh. She's uh, unbelievable. Did you watch her show This Way Up? Yeah, This Way I mean, I, I, that was just sort of like, almost like a victory lap, because I remember when Ashling started coming to the States, as some international comedians uh, want to do, they feel like they still got to make it in the States to really really make it yeah yeah uh so she would just come to LA every year or so and it'd be just a delight of a time that when she took the stage she's amazing yeah. I'm obsessed absolutely uh Amber Ruffin hopefully you guys know the you know <laughs> the Amber Ruffin show uh, <laughs> Amy's the eponymous who, show yeah oh, I love Amy Amy's Amy's great uh yeah she's, she's amazing one of the uh local faves oh man yeah. I'm she used to do an outdoor show before we only had to do outdoor shows uh, called Wolf Den uh, that was in Silver Lake. That was very, very fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you go to that? I think so. Yeah. I went to, you know, what was the name of the one that was at Cafecito Organico? Oh, right. Uh, I was just talking about this with someone. I really liked that show. I love. I loved a, a pre-pandemic outdoor show. We yeah, live in LA. They're, like, we they're be so doing. fun. We get yeah, to do totally. them all the time here. Yeah. And it took a pandemic for New York to figure out if they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrea Savage. Beth Stelling. Beth, Beth Stelling. Great yep. LA comic. Absolutely. Anna Conkle. You, I hope you know. Anna Saragina. Parna Nancherla. Uh, You're only on the eighth. I know. Yeah, I'm going. Well, you, you have this. I mean, I, I'm sorry. There's so many great people here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you're, it's going to take more than five minutes. We'll see if I can speed through this. Becky Drysdale, who's like one of the funniest improvisers of all time and so had funny. writers on so many things. Yeah, uh, yeah Beth Stelling. Beth Stelling. I mean, she's hilarious. The queen. Queen. And like, there is a warmth uh, that's undeniable. Um, Blair yeah. Saki, who's uh, just a force on stage. So um, good. Catherine Cohen, always great. Chelsea Devante, who's now the the head writer of John Stewart's Appleton yeah Plus for show. John Stewart's yeah. new show. So yep. cool. Yep. Uh, hopefully, you guys know the name Chelsea Peretti. Christine Nangle, you guys definitely should learn who that is. She's one of the funniest writers. Period. Simpsons. Oh yeah, I forgot Simpsons. Insane. To the point that Amy made earlier, 150 is not enough. And I mean, I know a lot about comedy and I don't even know half of what all of these people have done. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Darcy Carden, uh, Emily. Oh, Emily Heller, the writer on Barry. So good. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. Did you meet a lot of these women as like writers through TV shows you've worked on? Yeah. So I constantly like take generals and meet people and stuff. So like a ton of these women I had just met. Amy Silverberg and I met on a general and I just loved her and we became friends. Um, I mean, so many of these women. So like, and Brody Gupta, who's in here, I met on a general, like, yeah. So a ton I've met through work, Um, but others just through friends. And then I did a lot of being like, who are your favorite other women in comedy? Like, would you tell me about them? You you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Faye Orlov, uh, founder of Junior High. Uh, Yes. They're about to reopen. They're about to reopen. Yeah. And they have a second or new location in Glendale. Is that right? Yeah. This this is the, it's just that one now. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. yeah, They used to be in Thai town. I did a a Saturday stand-up show there uh, 10 years ago in the last year. (laughs) it just feels like we've lived through a decade i know hannah einbinder jamie loftus jen kirkman love all of them uh oh joe firestone oh my god the best her piece is first it's so good christian shaw i wonder did she did she uh do something as her version of emily dickinson (laughs) no she actually did a she there's some q a's throughout the book so she answered some of these fun questions but she actually did an illustration right um for ricky lindholm's piece so it's a piece by ricky lindholm with an illustration by Kristen shawl it's so yes cool. yes really that is i mean guys i i mean why do, have you not bought the book yet <laughs> maria bamford Mar- margaret Cho, legends obviously marlena rodriguez Mar- oh my god i love marlena i was on clubhouse you know, you know about Clubhouse, Amy? I know about it, but I don't understand it, but I know about it. It's a never-ending convention that's audio only, and you yes. just hop in room to room to room to room. So there was this room, the, the topic of discussion was, um, what makes things funny? Um, and, you know, it kind of went all over the place. And then Marlena came on stage, and, um, you know, I was made a moderator. I didn't ask. That happens quite a bit with Clubhouse. <laughs> but, um... Uh, you know, I noticed, I'm sure you notice this all the time. There were a lot of dudes speaking and I love Marlena and she's so funny and she's so accomplished. Yeah. And I'm like, why can we please hear what she has to say? <laughs> and as she started in on like, you know, which is the interesting angle of like, you know, in this time, guys, we have found that there's actually a, sort of an infinite space that makes things funny because now different voices are actually getting to be heard. And we're now seeing that white men are just sort of not funny anymore. (laughs) And there was just one guy on stage who would just not shut up and not let her talk. And it was so crazy. It's like, are we still in, are we still in whatever year this, like not in 2021? Yeah. Also, I don't think like a thing that's akin to a conference call is good because that's like where white men like to shine, right? (laughs) Like conference calls, like anything works-ish related. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, actually is sort of like an idiom that we make fun of, but yeah, it's a thing that needs to stop for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Marlena stood her ground and then that guy got kicked off stage. Thank God. Um, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Megan Gailey, so, so funny, probably knows more about sports than any of you. Um, <laughs> Michaela Watkins, obviously the legend. Icon. Icon, absolutely. Mo Welch, Naomi Perrigan, one of my favorite stand-ups, period. Nicole Byer. 
Oh yeah, Nicole. I mean, you. There's nowhere you can't see Nicole now. She's I know. Like, did you see that shows. she just did like she like they're releasing like a they nailed it and Wipeout. She's hosting both, and so they yeah. did like, like joint cake for each. It was really funny. She had a really? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. another thing. She's co-hosting Wipeout with John Cena. Incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's almost like just watch it for that. Don't watch it for the totally. people wiping out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it for Nicole. Rachel Bloom, of course, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Rachel Sennett. I think um, Sheba Baby comes out this week, right? I think the second or the fourth. It's so good. Everyone's it is? Oh, you've that. seen it? Yeah, I saw it. it. It played at like a, I think it played at Outfest. Okay. Like the digital, whatever. I watched it through that. Um, right. It's so good. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. And Emma, who wrote and directed it, is in the book too. Emma. Emma Seligman. Alex Seligman. Great. Uh, so go watch Ray Sani, Ray Butcher. Oh, the aforementioned Rika, Sabrina Jaliz. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Amazing. Uh, absolutely. Shashir Zameda, of course. Yeah, hopefully, you guys know who that is. Sydney Washington, who's definitely come up through, I think, IG Live doing yeah. cooking every Sunday. So funny. <laughs> so, so funny. Uh, if you. Um, Save Yourselves, if you guys watch that. Sunita Mani is in here. Tammy Sager. Oh, Tan Tran. Uh, oh, and oh, man. Z-Way is the final name. And it's that's so funny to me because she uh, ascertains herself as a icon. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a way that I very much think she's going to um, totally. manifest. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. She's so funny. And you know what's funny is I work on this book for so long that now right. the back of the book lists her last name and she's dropped her last name. She's <laughs> yes. Z-way now. Yep. She, she's amazing. She is a mononym. So uh, I had to apologize to her. I had to write to her and be like, I'm so sorry. It says your last name. <laughs> God. What'd so she funny. say in response? She was like, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so she's amazing. I can't wait for her show. They shot yeah. her show. Yeah. Yeah. I, she is one of the sort of testaments to comedy in this time where she basically copy and pasted her YouTube series Mm -hmm. faded onto Instagram live. And despite how terrible that platform is, she made it so engaging that it, I mean, Vulture recapped it like it was a TV series. I know. I know. Crazy. It was like, it was on a bunch of the like best shows of 2020 list. Yeah, I made sure about half yeah. of those. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Because it was so, so funny. And I didn't even have to be like, there wasn't anything to sort of like qualify or like, oh, you know, it's they're rusty or like they, yeah, yeah. they're trying to do a three camera setup on Facebook Live. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. How'd you meet okay. Z-Way? Um, just through all these friends. I, I've actually, I don't know that I've ever met Z-Way in person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many of these people have you not met in person? So many. I should actually oh, probably wow. count it. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was hoping the times I would be, meet them in person as if I did got to do a little book tour. Right. right and like, right, it right. never happened. Um, right. so I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever met Z-Way, but Z-Way is super nice and had always loves Barry. She'd written mm-hmm. to me about Barry and like right. been nice about it. Um, so yeah, like a lot, a lot of them, it was just like, we followed each other on Twitter and I'd always thought they were so funny and blah, right. blah, but um, right. I should do, I should count how many women I like have met. <laughs> right. That is great. And it, you know, I think it speaks a lot to your character, the, the idea that you just take generals with all, all these people. Well, I also, that- yeah, I love women in comedy. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, anytime someone's like, I have a, g- a gal you'd like, I'd like you to meet. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. That's great. 
Yeah. Cause well, I, I mean, my well, big, my big, sorry, I cut you off, but my big rule recently, the past couple of years was like, I'm not just going to meet, I'm not meeting straight white men. Like, no, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. 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 You know, even with all the pushback guys, they're still fine. <laughs> they're still fine. Do you they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. okay. <laughs> they're going to be okay. For sure. Yeah. They still, their Patreons haven't gone, gone away. <laughs> or, I, as somebody who writes about comedy, especially in these like um, any any sort of panel, but definitely on Clubhouse, uh, when there's discussions about comedy, I have to talk about cancel culture all the time because people ask. Yeah. And it's like, you know, okay, there's like Cosby who's actually truly canceled and that's ended discussion. Yeah. But then like you look at somebody like Louis C.K. or Aziz, like they're, they're fine. I know. You know what? I got that. Are you on Louis C.K.'s like email list? Yeah. I, as much as I'd like to unsubscribe, I want to keep tabs on everything. I want to see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got that email the other day about how like his album is for sale or her yeah. special or something like that. Oh, and I was I'm sorry. Like, so- sorry if you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Which I think admittedly would have been funny had none of this, had he not done anything. Yeah. yeah but because yeah, he yeah. did all the things and he was yeah. terrible in his apology. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. non-apology. I know. It's, when I got that email, I was like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? Yeah, he has a French girlfriend. He's still doing stand-up. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Um, I mean, what I wonder is, I mean, I guess it's a case-by-case basis. Is there a path to redemption? What would that be? I mean, I'm not asking you to, like, answer for everybody, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. It's like. I don't know that we've seen like good examples yet. No, I don't. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we need to like see a good example. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like an apology I like thought was good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like all those dudes, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like the the Aziz whole thing was weird. Yeah, it was very manufactured. I remember watching it, and it's like you don't wear Metallica t-shirts. Yeah. You know, wait, Paul Thomas Anderson directed it, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, it's like no, it made it. It was. It seems so forced in a way. Where it's like you're, you're trying to seem like you're human. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like no, you wear suits, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's fast. It's all. Uh, it's all. I. Well, did you follow the whole um, shrimp, Julia? shrimp, oh, cereal guy thing? Yeah. V- vaguely because i mean it was like okay all right there's shrimp it was hard to avoid yeah it was hard to, it was very hard to avoid and yeah, i yeah. i don't personally know jensen carpo that well no i don't know. i know of him because he is adjacent to comedy a lot yeah, yeah 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 but just like for someone to like tweet like there's shrimp in my cereal and then for people to be like this is an abuser is like <laughs> it was a wild like at first everyone was tweeting like did you know the shrimp guy is married to topanga and then it was yeah. like did you know the shrimp guy is like horrible to all of his exes it's just like what is happening and this isn't a bojack horseman episode yeah 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 (laughs) it was bizarre that was truly like we are on another plane right now oh yeah Yeah. that's i mean there's so much of this time that's so absurd and bizarre that i I mean truthfully life is stranger than fiction yeah or truth well same same difference (laughs) same same difference um now like it's hard to say because the book is just released and it's just happening now. But like, is your hope to be like, not only to have it because you 
love titters so much but mm-hmm. just like have that be another milestone and like hopefully encourage more books that have a collection of women writers just more regularly yeah I mean I don't know like people are always like well there's so many women that aren't in it like you got to do the follow-up and I'm like I'm tired like (laughs) (laughs) I do think Mm -hmm. I just generally like I do okay I don't know if I'll stand by this in like two days but like you know when you go to a show and there's five comics on it and it's fucking amazing and every single one kicked ass I think that will always be more satisfying than like one comics show I just think we're funnier together I think that like different different perspectives lined up especially if you've booked it well and it's like very different people from different backgrounds and blah blah like I just think that's always more satisfying I mean you know one amazing comics taping of their album is magical but like I just think different perspectives together is always we're better together you know so that's why I think the more we can do shit alongside each other the better rising tides (laughs) yeah big time yep um if you care to share what are like i i i'm not assuming that you have any of this memorized but what are like three pieces from it that are uh your favorites oh this is so hard um we just talked about her so beth stelling's piece is this um parody of sort of a you know when in all the like sort of gossipy ma- not gossip but like people magazine us magazine right. blah blah, blah. Right. it's always the like what's in her purse and it's yeah. some celebrity uh-huh. being like here's what i carry so right. she did that but it's like a true like a truthful one and it's like here's a i have a um like a michael kors rape whistle <laughs> and like here's a granola mm-hmm. bar that i keep for if i'm hungry or if i get thrown in the trunk of someone's car it's really good <laughs> and this gal kendall Ferenz designed it and it like looks like one of those pieces and it's yeah. awesome um iowa debris who's amazing did this piece of these like rom-com job listings of kind of like all the jobs that people have in movies that you're like that's not a job (laughs) (laughs) like you somehow inherited an indie bookstore and like Uh it's just all this stuff so that one's really funny uh on um sunita's piece is about this because i have book club tonight it's about this uh woman who's hosting book club and no one shows up and she sort of like spirals over email so it's like all the emails she sent over like the course of a few hours um (laughs) absolutely losing her mind and i guess that's based on a true story of sunita hosted a book club and no one came (laughs) oh Oh, that's gotta it's tough a few people have written to me and be like that i really relate to that piece (laughs) (laughs) amazing yeah um but i don't know like the whole point was for it to all be so different so it's like Catherine cohen has sheet music this gal rachel axler did like a parody of a really hard um a really hard recipe that's like this is how she feels reading most recipes so there's parts of it that are like a pinch of shrimp to taste (laughs) which is (laughs) such funny instructions so it just got anything and everything is the point what did jamie loftus do jamie also (laughs) okay so there's these pieces she's amazing there are these pieces um okay so there are pieces and then the way I fit 150 because not everyone could do like a proper piece. It was there are these really funny questions throughout where a ton of women answered those questions. So it's like, right. what's a uh, commonality that a lot of your exes share? Or like, right. what's the most dehumanizing thing you've ever done for a job? So she answered a bunch of those and she's uh-huh. so funny. 
Yeah. Oh, her. fun, fun. I only ask because uh, I met Jamie when she I saw her perform and she did a bit where she um, ate a can of dog food and <laughs> it, you know, it's on stage. So it didn't actually have to be a can of dog food. But then yeah, I, yeah. I came up to her after the show to say, oh, my God, it was so funny. And then it, yeah. it was dog food. It was real dog food. <laughs> <laughs> she is committed. Um, and then she did so a, funny. A, a, a whole solo show about losing her virginity. And yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she's amazing. I I will watch anything she does forever. Absolutely. She did a solo show about Elizabeth Theranos. Yes. What, what was it called? Girl um, Who Miss Boss or something like that? Yeah, yeah I forget. Like it's that. so funny. Yeah. Yeah, and I think her the name of, that she gave her character was something like Michelle Businesswoman or something like. Yeah, that. yeah. Something, oh, so good. I love Absolutely. That. Um. Oh my God. Uh. You, do you? I mean, what is, I mean, what do you hope for this book, for all the people in it, yourself going forward? Um, for the book, I mean, okay. I hope people just like continue to find it. And then like the way I did with titters, I, like if, if gals, okay. So I think this book is for everyone, but if gals who are like 16 to 21 find it and just fall in love with all of these women in comedy and like right. start to follow them on Instagram and Twitter and being like, Oh shit, I could do this. You know, right. that would be amazing. Right. Um, I wish this kind of, and a bunch of the women in the book said this to me too. Like if we had had this at that age, that would have been such an enormous resource, you know? Right. Um, Cause a lot of times, like a lot of these women are people that write on your favorite shows, but you don't know their names necessarily right. unless you're like a freak at I on IMDb and stuff like that. Um, right, right. Absolutely. So I hope people discover them and I hope that's it. I guess I hope that for audience, the audience of the book, but also for women in the book of, of like mm-hmm. a, a name that comes like my, one of the, my favorite women in all of comedy is Joanna Kalo, who's amazing, who wrote on, she was on Bojack for like five seasons or something like that. And then she wrote on babysitters club and she just wrote on girls five Eva um, mm-hmm. that new, Meredith Scardino show like she's right. or did she write on that I don't know never I, mind I, I, maybe I she know. did it uh-huh. someone did in the book mm-hmm. well whatever yeah. it doesn't matter she's amazing um and it's like she's someone who you wouldn't necessarily know her name but like she's right. behind so much stuff you love so I hope people discover those people right so yeah absolutely yeah. yeah I mean that's all of what I'm about and what I try to do totally. is like yeah uh I do like Hannah Einbinder I remember seeing Hannah do open mics I know and now and- she's the star of a show. Yeah. Uh, she's playing Acts. a snarky comedy writer it's opposite Jean Smart. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And Meg Stalter's on that show too. Oh, that's so great. Amazing. Yeah. So good. It, guys, I mean, you should watch any one of these, all of them live or get anything they do. But like watching Meg Stalter live, I, I've never enjoyed somebody like lying to my face <laughs> more than Meg. She just is the most ridiculous liar. <laughs> She's amazing. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, listen to Confronting Demons, guys. It's yeah. a wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The episode with Chelsea Peretti is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So it's absolutely insane. Um, my gosh, that it, I mean. You know, I don't know what else to say about the book than buy it. You know, there's so many funny people and thank you for putting that all together, you know? Oh, it was my pleasure. 
Right. Uh, wait, how long did it take? You said years. Three how years. Three, three years. years. Which honestly, like compared to a lot of TV is, that was fast. The book <laughs> feels fast compared to a lot of it. So right. Um, Barry from like when we first, when they first pitched it to when it aired was longer than that. Right. Um, so yeah, three years, but it was, I mean, it was amazing. I got to work with all these, I mean, I did very little to their pieces. I did a lot mm-hmm. of corralling. I would do like light edits, you know, right, right, um, right. just helping them tighten it. Cause a lot of it was just like, it's gotta be shorter so we can fit more stuff, right. you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. I was it, was it easy sell initially? Sort of like uh, you had this idea and you're like, and the publisher was like, yeah. So to the publisher who bought it, yes, but we pitched it out. I know nothing about publishing. Like I know a little bit more now, but still it's a mystery to me. And um, my agent who helped me pitch it out, we pitched it to, I don't know, like 60 editors. And most people said uh, anthologies don't sell, which really pissed me off because it's not an anthology. It's not like previously written short stories that have already been published. You know, it's like a new collection of stuff. And I didn't think they really understood like, the network and fans that all of these women have you know like the strength of all of these women like 150 of them right that's a lot of people who would be interested so that pissed me off but harper design who bought it totally understood and they were perfect because they do these full color pretty the book is bigger than a novel but not quite a like coffee table book it's like kind of in between um but it's like full color illustrations and not a lot of publishers will do that. Like there were some that were interested in it, but they wanted to do it in black and white. And I was like, no, come on. <laughs> it's gotta be color. <laughs> right. So it can go on your coffee table, but it yes. also can, just you can be- also like carry it around. I didn't want it to be like so big that you've, you would feel psycho like putting it in your tote bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it looks cool on a coffee table, but you could like take it and read it somewhere like in the park or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 I wonder who is the sort of person that would carry around a Tashin book. In yeah. <laughs> Honestly, me probably. <laughs> yeah, really? What would that book be? Oh, I don't know. You know what I keep lusting after at the, at the, that they have it. What was the bookstore? I was just looking at it. I mean, they have it at Skylight and stuff with the Paul Thomas Anderson book. Mm-hmm. Is that a Tashin one? It pro- um, if it, yeah, it feels like it would be. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's mostly just stills from his movie. Yeah, and like like little interviews with him and whatever. And the Safdie brothers wrote a foreword or whatever. But it's I, so beautifully done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be that person. <laughs> I I get it. I you know there is a coffee table book I have that is it's just pictures of the oldest living things on the planet. Whoa. And it's just old trees and seagrass. That's yeah, all yeah. that it is. That's cool. But, yeah, but you look at it and you think like, oh man, like the amount of history that's happened while this thing has just been here. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to carry that around though. <laughs> I'm not going to carry that around. <laughs> I I would carry around uh, notes uh, from the bathroom line. Thank um, you. Please do. Yeah, please, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh it again it just came out it, and it's available like as a book is it like there a kindle version as well or yeah there's a kindle version and an audiobook like 70 of the women narrated their own pieces wow did you ever um, read the others uh well so some are too visual right. um so those come with like a pdf attachment but um 
only a couple women weren't available. So I read like three of them or something like that. And then like Natasha Rothwell said, could Cecily read mine and stuff like that. So some of them read each other's, which is really fun. Um, yeah. But it's so good. I, I do the buy the book, but the audiobook is special too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, buy both guys yeah go for it i'm sure people have audible subscriptions just use one of your credits or whatever absolutely (laughs) absolutely um i think that is going to be it for this episode of the comedy bureau field report thank you so much for joining us amy thank you this is so fun absolutely um is there anything else you would like to plug and where can people find you online just the book notes from the bathroom line.com. I mean, you can buy it wherever, but that's an easy website. And I'm Amy Beth Saul at mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. Right. Is there yeah. any bookstores you would like to shout out so people could buy it specifically from those and not support Amazon if they choose to? Hell yeah. I'm all about that. Um, yeah. Book Soup has signed copies. Oh, um, cool. And it was the bestseller at Book Soup the last two weeks. So we could try to continue that tradition. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they have browsing hours right now. Um, mm-hmm. Romans has a bunch of copies and they that's a really nice place to browse. And they're super safe. Like they don't let too many people in at once and right. stuff like that. I feel um, like that's one of, both of those bookstores are too of like LA's like most revered bookstores. I mean, I love them. Skylight, it's been sold out. And so I've gone in like four different times just because I want to see it on the shelf. And right. so I don't know if they have it right now. I love Chevaliers. Mm-hmm. I love... I mean, if I, I live, I live close to Chevaliers. I love Chevaliers. They're so nice. They had me sign one that I went there the day it came out and they were like, sign it and we'll put it the little sticker that says signed by the author. It was very special. Aww. Um and they put it up with some other cool books. So that was cool. Um, yeah, any book. I, I love, my favorite thing in the world is indie bookstores. So wherever your local one is. Right. And I will try to put links specifically through their websites in the show notes if you guys want to purchase a notes from the bathroom line, as well as go to notesfromthebathroomline.com. Um, I am Jay Kroger. I am curator of the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau across socials. You can find me on Instagram at Not the Supermarket, on Twitter at MFJ Kroger. Um, there are a lot of great causes to support at this time, so I ask you to support those. But if you have money and generosity after that, please support me because it's I'm the only guy who runs this whole thing, and I've been doing it for over a decade, which is insane. Um, yeah, and I haven't even gotten to do a 10-year anniversary because it happened during COVID and specifically the week of I got appendicitis, so I really couldn't do anything. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, it's it's I, I'm sure all of us have had a terrible time, but I this is with a bullet the worst year of my life. Oh, so bad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um <laughs> enough of that aside. Uh is there anything you'd like to say as we sign off, Amy? No, thank you. Stay safe. <laughs> Stay safe, stay masked, stay distant. It's almost over if you do the things. If you don't, then it won't be. Yeah. 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 I know that's not as catchy, but um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, as I like to say at the end of every episode, comedy is still happening. And as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. <laughs> Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Granillo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.